This is the Olive Wellness Podcast, brought to you by the Olive Wellness Institute. Welcome to this episode of the Olive Wellness Podcast. I'm Sarah Gray. These days, we know how important nutrition and exercise is for keeping ourselves healthy and warding off disease and other ailments. What precisely is good nutrition? And what role does the medical profession have in providing advice and information to patients? Are GPs, for example, doing a good job educating patients about a healthy diet? To answer that and more is Dr. Simon Poole, a physician who advocates the health benefits of extra virgin olive oil and the Mediterranean diet. And he's co-author of The Olive Oil Diet, Nutritional Secrets of the Original Superfood. So how important is the role of nutrition and dietary guidance in terms of prevention and management of chronic disease? Simon Poole is talking to Chris Ashmore. Well, we certainly know that lifestyle, which includes diet, very much contributes to chronic diseases, very much contributes to many of the illnesses which plague our populations today. And really, the role of diet is now incredibly important in terms of actually being able to prevent and also to actually reverse some of those chronic diseases even when they're beginning to exist. So for example, early diabetes can now be reversed through lifestyle, including dietary interventions. So really it's crucial knowing such a high proportion of those chronic diseases relate to diet and our medical model hasn't historically given us much scope to talk about lifestyle and doctors in general are very poorly educated, I think, in terms of the role of nutrition in the prevention and management of chronic diseases. How do you educate your patients about the role of the Mediterranean diet for disease prevention and management? So my patients are usually very interested in knowing and understanding how to remain well and how to reverse the beginnings of any early chronic diseases. And so they're really interested in hearing more about diet. They, of course, have actually begun to know that I'm a particular advocate for the Mediterranean diet. So they often come and see me specifically to talk about how diet can make a difference. And there are fad diets that come and go. There are diets that are based around what I call the macronutrient food fights, low carb or low fat or high protein. But actually the Mediterranean diet as a holistic dietary pattern has been shown really now to be the gold standard in terms of keeping people well and preventing disease. So we talk in my consulting room very specifically about the Mediterranean diet as being that optimum diet, that diet which prevents disease, which can also control diseases when they occur, and which has got many factors around it, which we know are important in prevention of diseases. So it's got a very high dietary anti-inflammatory index. So in other words, the reverse of a dietary inflammatory index. It's a low inflammatory diet. It's rich in good macronutrients, good quality carbs, good quality fats, good quality proteins, often from plant sources, and really rich in minerals and vitamins, and those all crucial anti-inflammatory and antioxidant elements like the polyphenols that we find in so many plant-based products, and in particular in extra virgin olive oil. Well, I would suppose then that you recommend patients consume extra virgin olive oil, and if so, how much and in what way? Yeah, so extra virgin olive oil is absolutely central to the Mediterranean diet. 
And there are some who say, well, if you take a different type of good fat, for example, canola oil or some alternative oil, that actually you're getting the benefits of the Mediterranean diet. But that certainly isn't true. The Mediterranean diet is fundamentally based around extra virgin olive oil. That's the only oil that is used for cooking or for added flavoring to foods in the Mediterranean. And so traditionally, it's a fundamental part. And in fact, in the traditional diet of Crete, where as much as 40% of the calories come from fats, we know that as much as 80% of those fats are said to come from extra virgin olive oil. And so it's used for cooking, it's used for drizzling and adding to foods. It's ubiquitous in the Mediterranean. When scientists study the Mediterranean diet, they ask how much olive oil people consume and they score it. So it's a scientific approach to understanding how important it is to the Mediterranean diet. And people using 30 to 50 mils a day are likely to reap some of the benefits of the Mediterranean diet because that's the kind of volumes that are used in the Mediterranean. Do you recommend patients use a variety of cooking oils or is extra virgin olive oil a one size fits all? Well, because extra virgin olive oil is key to the Mediterranean diet, and really it's the only oil that's used in the Mediterranean as part of that tradition, I recommend extra virgin olive oil as a one-size-fits-all oil for use in everything. I appreciate that there's a culinary debate to be had about how curries taste if you use extra virgin olive oil. But actually, I'm a great fan of exporting extra virgin olive oil as a main source of fat to other cuisines, other nations' cuisines, knowing that the benefits of the oil are unique. It's a fruit juice. It's pretty much the only oil that uh, has the unique pattern of antioxidants and anti-inflammatories in it. And so really, its health benefits are so profound that I advocate it to use in all forms of cooking. And I think you can experience its flavor in all sorts of cuisines and really enjoy it as your main source of fat. So it's about helping people to understand just how extraordinarily versatile it is in terms of your ability to cook with it and also its effect on taste. And what success have you seen with your patients implementing a Mediterranean diet? I've seen a lot of success with patients. Clearly, on the one hand, there are rigorous, peer-reviewed, published scientific studies, which one could cite and quote and, and talk about the reduction in chronic disease levels, talk about reduction in heart disease by 30%, talk about the reduction in breast cancer by as much as 60% of diabetes and 50% reductions in some of these large, now quite famous uh, studies using extra virgin olive oil in the Mediterranean diet. But my patients, anecdotally, I know as well, are very much benefiting from going on a Mediterranean diet. And I see people returning to me having engaged in lifestyle changes and having adopted the Mediterranean diet, not only with better numbers, and we doctors often talk about the numbers of cholesterol numbers and blood pressures, and those can be demonstrated to be improved. But also people are feeling so much fitter and feeling so much better on the cuisine. And we now know that the Mediterranean diet actually is associated with better parameters of well-being. So although well-being is a slightly difficult thing to measure, when people who adopt a Mediterranean diet are questioned about how good they feel, they report on those parameters that are measured around quality of life. They report that they're feeling better, they're feeling fitter, they're happier even. And again, the Mediterranean diet has been associated with 
reduced levels of problems with mental health. So it's a great diet to be on. People enjoy it. People love the taste. They love the cuisine. They love the simplicity. And they love coming back and hearing so often that their blood pressure is lower and as I say their cholesterol levels are lower and therefore they can sort of be measured if you like in terms of their benefits. And one study I often quote to them is what I call the sofrito story. Now sofrito is a very common ingredient of the Mediterranean diet particularly in Spain and Italy and it's the combination of extra virgin olive oil with onions, tomatoes uh, and garlic and often some herbs and it's consumed regularly as part of the Mediterranean diet in some of these countries and it's very interesting because scientists have taken inflammatory markers and so these are blood tests which show the background level of inflammation in people's bodies and you can take a group of people scientifically in a study you can give them a diet that's quite poor quality and that's quite low in anti-inflammatory and antioxidant elements so without any extra virgin olive oil and with a poor quality sort of junk diet for a couple of days you can measure their inflammatory markers and show them to be at a particular level which is perhaps high in the normal range and then you can give them one single meal of sofrito this extra virgin olive oil onions garlics tomatoes herbs and it can be measured that their inflammatory markers in their blood precipitously drop by a significant percent to show that actually if you have one single meal as part of the Mediterranean diet, you can almost instantaneously reduce those inflammatory markers in your blood. And because we know that so many chronic diseases are probably a reflection of chronic inflammation, it's really interesting to see that we can, by our diet, affect in a measurable way, those levels of inflammation. So those, although, of course, I don't do those experiments on my patients, I'm more focused on seeing what's happening to their blood pressure and their cholesterol levels. I tell that story because it illustrates just how important every day our dietary pattern is and how the Mediterranean diet, and particularly some of those elements, including extra virgin olive oil, can have a quite rapid and profound effect on inflammation in the body, which, as we know, is part of the process of chronic illness. But not all uh, your fellow GPs, Simon, necessarily focus on dietary advice in consultations. Why do you think that might be? Well, I think there are a couple of issues around that. I think, first of all, GPs see people for a very short period of time, so there's often considered not to be enough time to talk to people about diet. But really, that is perverse, given what we know, that 70 to 80% of chronic diseases can potentially be prevented by lifestyle interventions. So there must be something else going on, which is causing GPs not to talk so much about diet. And I think that's because we exist in a culture where we're very much focused on trying to put people back together when they're ill, trying to give people a medication that perhaps will fix part of their illness or their problem. Of course, because a medication, by definition, is very focused on that, it might also have some unwanted side effects. But we're very focused on what we call the medical model of delivery of care, which is to try to give people treatments when they get ill. And so we're actually trained very poorly. It's a matter of a few hours of nutritional training in most medical schools, which is really extraordinary given what I've just said about how important it is in terms of keeping people well and preventing ill health. It is quite extraordinary that there's such a paucity of nutritional training in medical schools. That is improving. I think there are some medical schools leading the way in terms of training their doctors to think more about lifestyle, to think more about prevention. But 
until now, certainly, there has been a sort of attitude, well, I'm not an expert in that. It's kind of not my business. I wasn't trained in it and so on. And so I think that's a really sad story about the way we practice medicine and there may be other elements that drive that as well. The pharmaceutical industry clearly having a role in this treat and identifying illnesses and then treating people when they become ill and so on. So we're not geared to a preventative approach as I think we should be. And I often find that GPs actually are not terribly aware about some of the latest dietary understanding. And if you take the average GP in a consulting room and you ask him what is a polyphenol in terms of what effect it has as an anti-inflammatory plant-based product, people won't understand, they won't know. And we're still having debates about macronutrients, whether saturated fat is really as bad for you as we once thought. And so again, I think there's a sort of element of despair that comes in with GPs in terms of actually being able to give dietary advice. Well, the Olive Wellness Institute is championing the health benefits of extra virgin olive oil. What's your role with the Institute, Simon? So I was invited and I'm very privileged to be an advisory board member to the Olive Wellness Institute. And myself and a number of colleagues who are very esteemed in scientific background of understanding diet and nutrition advise the OWI in terms of the content of the site and in terms of uh, the strategies moving forwards about education around the benefits of the Mediterranean diet and particularly extra virgin olive oil within that diet. And I think the OWI has done incredibly well at being an independent resource for people to go to, to establish and understand the science. Written in a really robust way, written with an approach which is demanding of the science, which is questioning. And so although we are inevitably great advocates for extra virgin olive oil, we still demand scientific rigor to ensure that the information on the site is authoritative, is reliable, and is backed up by the peer-reviewed, published, high-quality evidence that really we demand to be able to draw any conclusions. And I think the OWI is fulfilling a really important role to help people to understand about the role of extra virgin olive oil as a measurable contributor to the benefits of the Mediterranean diet in order to improve people's health, in order to do precisely what we've been talking about so far really today, which is around preventing ill health, which is around keeping people fit and healthy, reducing the rates of cancer, heart disease, diabetes, and so on, and communicating the science that we understand around extra virgin olive oil, and also helping people to engage with the way of thinking around the fact that you can taste the health qualities in extra virgin olive oil, in some of the bitter and peppery qualities of a good extra virgin olive oil. So it's about that education, which I think has been so missing in terms of allowing the public to really understand some of this fascinating science, which is emerging in journals month by month. Well, and furthermore, do you have ambitions for the Institute? Well, yes, I think all of us on the Scientific Advisory Board want to see the OWI really expand the resources to reach out to different populations, to reach out to health professionals, to help them to understand a little bit more about nutrition, in particular the Mediterranean diet and extra virgin olive oil, and to reach out to a wider and broader population, I think would be a great ambition for the OWI. It's already written, I think, in a style which is very accessible. And so many patients I know go onto the site, which is primarily designed for health professionals, but the resources there are really excellent. And as I say, quite 
accessible. So we would like to see the OWI really expand in terms of its educational platform and really to get a broad base of people more interested and more excited by the potential for extra virgin olive oil to affect people's health. And we've got various initiatives on the go at the moment, including an award for some of the best scientific contributions to the area. And the OWI attends various conferences with an educational role. And whenever those of us who are speaking on the international circuit around helping people to understand about extra virgin olive oil and the Mediterranean diet, we always mention the OWI as being part of that journey for us in helping to communicate the role of extra virgin olive oil. Well, finally, and I suppose on a lighter note, Simon, what's your favourite recipe using extra virgin olive oil? And do you share recipes with your patients? Yes, well, to answer the second question first, yes, I often share recipes. In fact, a book that I co-authored called The Olive Oil Diet a couple of years ago has got a number of recipes which uh, patients have come back and have very kindly said that they've really enjoyed preparing. As to my favourite recipe, it's interesting because I think recipes need to follow ingredients. So I often start off with a bunch of ingredients and then just put something together, some would say perhaps a little bit randomly, and uh, using extra virgin olive oil, you can do so much with some basic ingredients. So, I mean, I just love roasted vegetables, and I just love cutting up different vegetables, different colours, getting a lot of colours in there, some garlic and some herbs, and just drizzling with extra virgin olive oil, and just slamming it in the oven, and 20 to 30 minutes later, you've got a beautiful plate of vegetables to mix with whatever piece of fish, or perhaps a little bit of chicken that you're using. So, I just love experimenting and using extra virgin olive oil and increasingly using it actually for desserts. So using it as an ingredient with chocolate is great fun and uh, with balsamic vinegar as well. So it's so versatile that uh, it's just great to play with and great to have fun and great to experiment with. Dr. Simon Poole. That ends this episode of Olive Wellness Podcast. To learn more about nutrition, health and wellness benefits of olives and olive products, please visit the Olive Wellness Institute website at olivewellnessinstitute.org. Until next episode, I'm Sarah Gray. Thanks for listening. Music